I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number three, Nick and Ken, Magnificent Football Monday here with you on the BetQL Network. One hour left to go here with our friends on Stadium. And then if you're watching on Stadium and you want to check out the final hour of the show, I would strongly recommend that because we're going to give you bets for a ton of things going on tonight in the world of sports. Tyler's got some college basketball plays. We will give you our bets for tonight in the NHL with Bets of Steel. Best of the best in the NBA, side total and props, and then side total and props, Monday Night Football with the Jets and the Chargers. That's all the final hour of the show, one hour from now. So you're watching on Stadium, you want to check out the final hour, twitch.tv backslash betql. But a great 60 minutes coming up here on Stadium in the third hour of the show on this Monday. Whale capper Drew Dinsick, our good friend, will join us in 20 minutes, giving us thoughts on the NBA and the National Football League, and uh, we'll continue breaking down Week 10 in the NFL, and we'll continue to do that right now with one of the best games on the board in Week 10. Jake, bring the music back up, please. And Ken, that game sees two teams coming off their bye, two Super Bowl contenders, maybe one more so than the other. But still, I think both teams harboring hopes of winning a Super Bowl championship. That is, excuse me, the San Francisco 49ers is getting to that time of year. Yeah. Sore throats abound. People people hear me doing that a lot now. Like, oh, he's clearing his throat more the last couple weeks than he did before. It's because we don't stop talking, like, forever. It's because that's why. <laughs> And also, like my my wife doesn't feel great, and I feel like yeah. I feel like both of us also, maybe maybe getting sick. Hashtag yeah. germs. Right. Yeah. There you have it. Uh, hey, hey, everybody, it's me, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> right. San Francisco, yeah, San Francisco, a three point road favorite. Again, both teams come off their bye on the road at the Jaguars. The total is forty five. Like this sets up as an absolute banger of a game. Ken, pen, pencil, blood, or blank. Niners and Jags. Yeah, and with Seattle's loss yesterday, San Francisco moves back into first without playing uh, in the NFC West, which is interesting. And, I mean, the two teams that went into their buys 
completely opposite directions. I think everybody knows that the Niners struggled a lot, lost to Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, lost to Minnesota on Monday night the week before that. Um, like things, things kind of went off the rails for him a little bit. And some of it was injuries and some of it was a bad luck, honestly. Lost to PJ Walker and, you know, their kicker misses a field goal in the Browns a few weeks ago. And the Jags got like white hot for a while and started covering every number. And Lawrence was playing pretty well. The defense was playing really well, which was like a big, a big part of it. And they go into their buys and it's not that they have to like reverse course out of their buy that like the Jags lose some of their momentum and the Niners start playing better. Although that is what I expect to happen, to be honest. Um, just that like, I think it's, I think it's possible. So I, this game is really interesting because I, I made the game three. And so when that, when I see this market, I just go, yep. Like that's, that's what it is. Like all good. And yet there's like a part of me that just like kind of wants to bet the Niners anyway. You you like Jacksonville as a team much more than I do. I just, they feel like a team that's just, it's like, it's who they've played and just like kind of how the games have gone. I'm just like, yeah, like you're, you're good. But are you like, are you anything like really like actually special? And I, I still think that the Niners are a really special team. And I think they have a chance to be like really, really good at the end of the year. So even though like it's they're a full three on the road, I may end up betting the Niners for a little bit. Uh, Chase Young will obviously make his debut for the Niners in this game, we think, too. Just kind of fun. And uh, it's more just like a bet against Jacksonville. We can talk a little bit about it. But yeah, my first thought was maybe bet the Niners for a little bit. I, I don't really disagree with the number in the market, though. So this was uh, two and a half, fifteen. Two and a half. Yeah. I, I, I get notes from people like they're like are did, that never heard the two and a half explanation, yeah. which I think makes it funnier. I feel like I never want to yes. explain it again. And just like joke. just like do it. Yes. Yep. Totally it's been explained agree. a couple times. So this number last night was two and a half minus fifteen, and I thought to myself, "Hey, self, do you think this number is ever two and a half when you wake up tomorrow morning?" And I said to myself, "No." So I bet a little on San Francisco minus two and a half. Now it's three, uh, which is less to be like, wow, look how great I am. Or just like that's an opener that I thought was like pretty. It's like, I don't think you have to be a genius to figure out where the line was going to go. Um, I agree with you, by the way. I, I would never bet Jacksonville at three. Like we get past three, maybe like, actually, I don't even think I would take Jacksonville three and a half. But I agree with you, San Francisco or nothing. I do think San Francisco is a, a good amount better than Jacksonville. And like, I... I guess maybe I do think Jacksonville's a better team than you do, but like I, I don't think Jacksonville's on like the San Francisco tier. I think there's right. like a definite difference between these two teams. Maybe they're sort of and like I Miami. like Jacksonville. Right. Uh, but that Step takes up me in to class kind could of, be problematic. Yeah. Here's an exercise that I would like to do with you right now. Uh, jumping jacks. Are you ready? Uh, I will give you two teams, one of which will be Jacksonville, on a neutral field, pick the winner of the game. Ready? Okay. Yeah, sure. Jacksonville. Not who will be favored for people listening. Not who will be favored. Like who I think would win. Correct. Jacksonville versus the Chargers, neutral field. Well, I mean, this is a setup. We we got this game late last season. <laughs> so, yeah, but like, like, but the Chargers could still win the game. Just because Jacksonville I'll, won doesn't mean that they have to win this is time. The, is the game being played like tomorrow? Uh or like in, whatever. Well, however, in the, however, well, injury, however you want to answer. Right. I'll, I'm going to do it like it's this week, uh, and I would take okay. Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, Baltimore. Baltimore. Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Jacksonville, Cleveland. Uh, really close. I'll say Cleveland. I think I would. I think I'd take Jacksonville just because I think Watson's really, really cooked. Yeah, uh, it's really close. 
Uh, so Jacksonville beat Buffalo in London. Jacksonville Buffalo again on a neutral. I mean, they they played like it on a neutral. I, like I, I have to say Jacksonville to this. Like I don't I don't even have a choice on that one. Well, Buffalo, you could beat them. Buffalo could beat them again if they played again. But like, but like, what's even the case? It's like the case is like that they're not actually the Bills that we've watched. Like uh, just, Jacksonville, know. Miami. I'll take Miami. Jacksonville Jets. I'll take Jacksonville in that game. It's like they're yeah. I just like like they're just like to get a I think, like to get a sense of where of right. where like yeah. we view them. Yeah, like the hierarchy of the NFL. Well, just to do the schedule the AFC. too. Yeah, I, I, and that was a good exercise. I actually, I actually had to think about a few of those. The Cleveland one's really fun because it's like I'll yeah, take I mean, the Jacksonville Jags. Has a, Jags have a huge advantage at quarterback in the game. Also, can the Jags score in the game like at all? And like I don't know that like that feels like a really like a three honestly that's probably like a field goal game where Lawrence makes one play and like they win or something like that what would the total uh, be in, a, in a that game? game like Browns Jaguars is the first digit a three well this year the first digit might be a three the first digit is three in like every game this year <laughs> it's, it's um, insane or like 41 40 I don't know yeah like if yeah. it's if it's more than if it's not a three like it's we're very close uh what all I was going to do is the reason and people might be like well you know, you said you were down on the Jags and then you kind of just were like, well, because you watch them and you're, you don't like them very much. The Jags being good essentially hinges on the Buffalo game, which they won. Like, that's the case for the Jags being good. The Jags' other wins this year are the Colts twice, the Falcons, the Saints, and the Steelers. Like, they, they haven't, I mean, you could make an argument they haven't played an above average team. And then their two losses are the Chiefs game, that like brutally low scoring week two game. And they lost to the Texans, which now looks kind of funny because now we know the Texans are actually like average. Like we know the Texans are pretty good. Are, are we sure the Jags are good? What, what tells you that they're good? Like they can be good. I'm just asking like, do we know yet? And it's all on the Bills game. That's the whole case. Like smoked by the Texans, lost to the Chiefs, beat bad teams. That's where the Jags are right now. And they can be really good. We just don't really know yet. And so, like, you look, I just look at this and I go, honestly, like, I go to myself, like, are the Niners ever losing this game? That's how I think about this game. It's like, and in my head, yeah. I just go, I can't, I can't see it. Like, I can't see if it. Purdy, if Purdy turns it over, like, three, like, Purdy throws a couple of right. bad picks, that's how it happens. But, but if like, he doesn't do that. that. That's a pretty extreme outcome, to be fair. Like, and I know he turned the ball over a little bit the last couple of weeks before the bye, but the idea of, like, you need the turnover margin to be hard, like, hard against you to lose. Like, that's and the Debo and like... Trent Williams are going to be back, you would think, this week. Yeah. So the reinforcements are on the way. They'll ostensibly be healthier than they've been all season since the beginning coming off the bye. And by the way, here's right. also Chase Young rushing the passer now. So it just, yeah, I don't... Okay, maybe maybe the Jags are better than I think. Uh, and if they win this game, then I'll have to upgrade my opinion of them really strongly because there's no there won't be any excuses. Like they're they're playing a really, really good team that's contending for the Super Bowl off their bye. And if they beat them, no matter how they beat them, like if they do, like I have to take that really seriously. Just with how the Bills season has gone, it's not you can't always do this where you like go back through the schedule and see who teams have beaten. But like Buffalo's kind of been this a lot where it's like not that good and they blew out a couple bad teams. They've lost a lot. And that's what they were when Jacksonville played them. Like, it's not like, oh, well you played this team and then the quarterback got hurt and we go back and do some revisionist history. So it's like, if you think the Jags are good, like you might be right, but man, you're putting a lot of stock in that bills game. And we're not even sure the bills are like a thing this year. 
Like they lose to a lot of teams. They might the Bills might be like the Jags, and they both might be in that second or third tier. And we're, we 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 honestly might be doing those exercises with the Bills next week. All right, like Bills or Browns on a neutral, like Bills or Chargers. Like we might be doing that with the Bills now with how they played this year. So maybe maybe the Jags are good. Great opportunity to show it. Haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So for so just in summation here, Niners are nothing for you. Niners are nothing yeah. for me. Also. Also, like. If tomorrow, Kyle, and he won't do it tomorrow, if on Thursday, Kyle Shanahan's like Trent Williams and Debo Samuel are playing, does this go three and a half? I, I would say no, only because I feel like the thought has to be that they're both playing. Like Shanahan basically said Debo was going to be back right. after the bye and they were holding him. So my thought is, is that that's already priced in, but I mean, that's I could the be two and a half to three. that. Like that's what happened overnight where it's like two and a half got bet. Like you bet two, two and a half. Like you bet that number. Maybe other people bet that number, like assuming the guys would be back. And so that's how we got to three anyway. It's like, it's, it's baked into this, but it wasn't baked into the opener. I think that's possible. Yeah. Just like, I just saw that. Oh, I was just like, and again, like you say this a lot and you're so right. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't even mean I, you have to like, and I do like them in the game. Just like, I don't think this number is going to exist. So like, look, like that's that's yeah. for me. I don't have to like keep bringing it up over the course of the week. Like, look at this number I got. Like, I would bet San Francisco at this number. Just like, hey, like that that was that was a bad one. And I haven't really been betting Sunday night, sun uh, openers, this season right. really. Last night I was like, yeah, let me take a look at these. I was like, oh, I bet a couple of them. Uh, so that was that was a good one, San Francisco and Jacksonville for now at least. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Monday handicapping week ten in the NFL. Man. This one's really interesting. And yeah. I keep thinking, and I said this of, earlier in the show. Movement. If it's the game I think you're about, you're doing Atlanta, Arizona, there's a ton of line movement. Uh, should we do that next? I was going to do Baltimore next, Baltimore, Cleveland. Do you want to do Arizona, Atlanta? Oh, Baltimore, Cleveland. I thought we were done with the ones. No, no, no. Let's do Baltimore, Cleveland. That's the last one. Yep. So I keep thinking that I missed the boat with Baltimore. It's like, why am I, like, why did I not lay three against the Lions? Why did I not lay it yesterday against Seattle? Like, they're, they're just awesome. But then again, maybe six is too many points against this Browns defense. I, this this is like the, I think, break my brain game of the week so far. Oh, okay. So far. Um, so Baltimore has been bet up a little bit. This was five last night, then five and a half, and now we're sitting. Ravens minus six at home against Cleveland. Baltimore just... Like wiping Seattle off the face of the earth yesterday, thirty-seven-three, and honestly, maybe like a slightly flattering scoreline to Seattle without like, and they lost by thirty-four. Cleveland beats Arizona in like a fake game. The, the Cardinals literally go like one point two yards per play. It's absolutely ridiculous against this Browns defense. So it's kind of like okay, Ravens by by six again against a pretty good team. Like, what do we want to do here? Total thirty-eight and a half. Ken Pen pencil blood or blank Ravens and Browns. Well, it's funny because you were like, I, I feel like I've missed the boat. And I go, I, I'm i just glad I didn't bet those games because I was thinking about betting the dogs and I didn't. So like I didn't like I didn't bet Detroit. And I know you did. And this is not like, like you were right and I were you were wrong and I was right, whatever. Just like I almost did. And I didn't. And then I think we both were kind of like, ooh, Seattle. Like this is like, oh, maybe. Thank God and, we uh, held off yeah, on that, man. No thank God. <laughs> And well, thank God the line didn't move. Cause like, imagine like, oh, well it's six and a half. I'll take them. Well, they're about to win by 90. Would you like six and a half? Would you like seven? How about 20? Would you like any of those numbers? And so, yeah, it just happened to the price in the market. Just wasn't appealing. We laid off, they covered. I don't view it as so much as like missing the boat on them. Like I, I have them rated really well. Like I think they're really good. <laughs> like I don't, I don't dislike Baltimore. I don't have them in the bucket with the Super Bowl winners. And a couple people have come on and said like you need to have Baltimore in. They're really good. Uh, Aaron Schatz, who does the DVOA projections, used to work for Football Outsiders. 
says that he has the Ravens just just using his rating says this isn't like a subjective opinion just using that formula they're like the third best team of the last 20 years rating wise right now and you're like well how could that be be like because the score margin in some of their games is outrageous and like that's that point margin is point differential is definitely factoring into a lot of the projection and who the point margin came against like Detroit's gonna make the playoffs Seattle's probably gonna make the playoffs and the Ravens played non-competitive games they were they won against both those teams just think that's interesting um also everybody knows that so i i just have i have a hard time after someone who i didn't bet either ravens game where they looked great i haven't really been against the ravens almost at all this year honestly as someone who is like neutral in all these games i look at this game and i'm like it's either bet the browns or do nothing and i don't know which one it is Maybe the number is just good, and now we're finally rating the Ravens like the top-tier team that they are. I think that's possible. But, like, the idea that a team does that, and your idea is, now I want to buy them. Like, that's, like, whoever buys things that are valuable that way, they just did the best thing ever. Now you want to buy them? Seems unlikely that's a good idea. I want to do a little bit more on this game coming up in a little bit, and then we'll do the Cardinals and the Falcons line movement towards Kyler Murray in Arizona. That's coming up a little later this hour, but coming up next, the whale capper Drew Dinsick stops by. His bets for Monday Night Football and his early looks, Week 10 in the NFL. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Looks to be fine on this series. Second and five, we'll keep an eye on it. As Mitchell breaks it, there's that speed! Mitchell to the end zone, and a touchdown! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Jim Nance with the call yesterday, one of like a million Ravens scores, beat the Seahawks 37-3. How about... Whale's going to join us in a second. Credit to Whale, who came on the show last week and liked Baltimore a lot against Seattle. But you know what? I'll never pass up an opportunity to make it about me. How about me with Keaton Mitchell anytime touchdown at a big yeah, I mean, that's Who cares awesome. about what did he run for you? It was good. Uh, he had like nine carries for like approximately 658 yards. Yeah. And I'm only Is exaggerating he the slightly. Yesterday? He, I think he was the leading rusher. He's, he's like so for the Ravens. He might have been. I guess like he might have been. Yesterday. I think he was. Like, like, well, on red zone, yesterday he was, was a... always the first name at the top when they do like the leading passer, rusher, receiver. Like he was always the top name. It was a really bad fantasy day. It's been a bad fantasy. There's no scoring going on right now in the NFL, so there you have it. But he's awesome. And like John Harbaugh said earlier today, they're going to start like rotating him in more. Duh. Like they're playing Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. Mitchell's 50 times better than both of them. Anyway, great job by Whale uh, with the Ravens last week and another winning week for our friend in the National Football League. He'll join us in just a second. Um, I want to remind our audience, Lochmas is still to come. Do you even want to do it? Do you want to do it today? We can. Let's do, let's do it for like, we'll do it for like a minute. No, how about no? Okay, open? great. Oh, just like perfect. a minute uh, to end uh, next segment. Sounds good. So Lockmas is coming up next segment. Ken's going to tell you how to bet the national championship right now in college football. 40 minutes from now, power hour, final hour, all our bets for tonight, including Monday Night Football side total props for the Chargers and the Jets. But joining us right now is the aforementioned, the whale capper, Drew Densick, on Twitter at whale underscore capper, betting analyst for our friends over at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast, which he's been coming on with us since 2019. If this is your first experience with our guy, Whale, one of the sharpest, nicest guys in the business, support him at whale underscore camper NBC sports and the deep dive podcast my friend welcome back to the show nick and ken how's it going that's going great man and uh that's a wild story about keaton mitchell anytime touchdown that that 
that, that's an inspired call. He had one target on the season heading into yesterday, and he was absolutely electric. So you obviously uh, have a, a good read on uh, usage uh, if you were playing that. And uh, yes, Ken, you are correct. He was the top rusher. And even more insane than that, he's the only rusher to eclipse 100 yards in week nine Jeez. of everyone who touched the football. So he had 138 yards rushing. Next best was Josh Jacobs with a paltry 98 Josh Jacobs was second once, and that's the other thing. Just as like someone who's obsessed with awards, it's like, yeah, like running backs aren't going to win Offensive Player of the Year a lot. Like McCaffrey can win this year, but you look at like all the stats, like you know who's setting the records? Like the receivers are setting the records. Like yeah. that's what's happening. Or quarterbacks to receivers. So yeah, like Keaton, like Keaton Mitchell's not winning Offensive Player of the Year. That's not happening. Well, we were we were talking. I heard you talking <laughs> to Nick. I, I sat down. I got something to drink. But you were saying right before we came back from break. This is like a banger NFL season for you. And I'm even thinking back to the last couple of weeks and like what games you were talking about yeah. when you came on the air. Remember, I remember you came on the Vikings Niners Monday night game and you were like, I love Minnesota. We were like, really? Like, are you nuts? Be like, no, we were nuts. And you won and you had more money and we had less money as a result of liking the Vikings in that game. And then Nick talking about last week, like, no, it's the Ravens. So kind of on some kind of role here, like, I know you're aware of that. You were talking about it before. Like, does it change how you handicap games? Like, are you doing something different this year? Like, what's up? Just maybe a minute on that before we get to your favorite bet for this week. Yeah, I mean, it's a very fair question because we're at the midseason, so you need to do a little bit of self of you know self evaluation, self scouting. That's a big topic. It's a hot topic in the NFL circles because all these teams going on buys. Like, that's what you do. You like you look at your performance. You try to evaluate your weaknesses, strengths, blah blah blah. And I've pivoted on certain things throughout the season pretty aggressively. Like, um, I think you know, typical week for me a year ago, I would be hitting four or five sides, four or five totals. Last year, I really throttled down totals because i was getting just absurd clv with these early week looks and then just drawing dead at halftime in so many of these games and it's just like you know there's some there are some kind of wrinkles that are influencing these totals that i'm not capturing right so i need to kind of wean those down um and i was also having problems like you know you're like oh man i got a good read on what this player means you know for this team and this injury uh but i'm gonna get cute i'm gonna play the under because i think that's gonna lead to this right and it's like you know if i just kind of played the you know bet against that team because that injury mattered then that would have won but the under did not win because uh you know a couple of defensive touchdowns so you know i think that you know kind of keeping it a little bit more simple this season has been a huge effective strategy and um you know the nfl is fickle and i know i'm sun running right now i know i'm kind of getting the beneficiary of a lot of lucky stuff um you know and you know as a gambler you still kind of you know on a winning week like I, I'm sick to my stomach. The Cowboys didn't get that win yesterday. Like if the Cowboys punch that in that, okay, the biggest positions I had of the week go four and zero instead of three and one, like it doesn't sound like that much when you say it out loud, but like, man, like a money line win on the Cowboys would have done so much for my futures book. It was a big old price. It was my biggest bet of the week. And it's like, you know, like, Oh, I really could have absolutely just kind of put some stuff over the top. If I'm get a couple of more bounces here and there. And then, you know, maybe just the fact that that was such a high profile game and the way it ended and sort of the drama all around, like the Cowboys not really getting an opportunity uh, at the end of that one because of their own absolute nonsense. Uh, it was, uh, was pretty amazing. And, you know, this, it just goes to show you this, why, why people care about the NFL. Like we can have a season that I think broadly people would say this, this, the 2023 NFL season, if you're giving it a, a, a fair grade in terms of entertainment value, probably gets a D right now. Like, it's just not very good. It's not great. But that game was amazing. And so you get why we tune in every week because the final, you know, final two minutes of that one were like, 
you couldn't rip your eyes away from the screen. It was super compelling. It was crazy high leverage for, you know, the NFC and the NFC East and it's two teams that you know well. So it was it was amazing drama and uh, you know, kind of uh kind of frustrated to be on the wrong side of that. And I gotta take that and kind of pivot into, you know, how do you deal with the Eagles now coming out of the buy? Are they gonna get better? Is this now the market top on them? Like you know, these are the questions kind of swirling for me. Uh yeah, maybe I'm a sicko, but like I the games haven't been as good. Also, for me, it's an A because because it always is, and I and I just love it. Also, ready? This is going to be like this is me, Whale, playing the world's smallest violin for you, losing your Cowboys money line. Oh, sorry, 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 Warren Buffett, that you can't retire. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Uh, anyway, great to have Whale with us on the show. You better, you bet, we think you can here on a Monday. Uh, well, we're up all night for good fun. We're up all night to get oh, yeah. lucky. Help us get lucky yeah. tonight, my friend. Give us 30 seconds here because we have a bunch of other stuff we want to get to. Sure. already, like halfway done here. 30 seconds on Monday Night Football. Any bets for the Jets and Chargers? Yeah, I'm I'm on Chargers here, and I do not really get why the market has come back in on the Jets here. I mean, the, I was early-ish, I guess. I laid three when it was a lot cheaper than it is currently, but um, I think the uh, offensive line injuries for the Jets spell a huge amount of trouble here for them getting anything going off excuse me, offensively, uh, they're already up against a pretty stout rush defense. Um, the run blocking has been abysmal for the Jets so far this season. So now basically you're saying this game is on the arm of Zach Wilson. And while, yes, there are very clear ways you can attack this uh, Chargers defense through the air, I mean, Garrett Wilson has a positive matchup, but that's about where I draw the line. I think basically everybody else uh, is going to be able to frustrate Wilson in this one. And if they can get a, generate a decent pass rush with, uh, you know, Mac and Bosa, which is not asking a lot. I think you can really bring out the worst in Zach Wilson. So uh, for me, this is uh, Chargers at three. Um, and I'm going to be zeroing on what the second half total is. So, you know, we, we do the uh, a live kind of breakdown, make a bet for the second half for all these primetime games. And, you know, for what it's worth, like the Jets defense is extremely talented, extremely well coordinated and is making some pretty impressive adjustments going out of these half times. And so um, if this is kind of a, a, a if I'm hoping for a little bit more uh, fluky wide open game in the first half and maybe a, a total that uh, lets us get a pretty healthy chunk of uh, second half under here, you know, basically expecting uh, that the Jets can make some uh, some adjustments and, and kind of keep the Chargers a little bit bottled up here in the second half. So uh, leaning uh, under at the total of 41, but uh, definitely like uh, Chargers at three. And Chargers like between three and three and a half on the board. MGM's got like a three minus 15 minus 20. So to Whale's point, like if you want through the Chargers, like it's out there, you can kind of find it in a bunch of places. I'm also like waiting for a Georgia, Oregon second half market and the only college basketball game going on. Like, well, welcome back to November where like the crazy stuff happens all the time. Uh, well, what's uh, what's your favorite bet for Sunday in the NFL? Maybe in about a couple minutes, just because we want to make sure you NBA with you afterwards. Yeah, bet two things today. One of them moved pretty aggressively. The other is not. Uh, the first one was pretty obvious, which was the move uh, on Cincinnati-Houston to the under. Uh, I think you're getting a little bit of a, a local sell high here on Houston after what C.J. Stroud did uh, at home against a pretty bad uh, you know, pass defense for the Buccaneers. Now has to go up against Big Lou and company. Uh, and you can uh, also kind of capitalize on the fact that Cincinnati's going to be likely without Jamar Chase. And, you know, Higgins got a little banged up there too. And really Cincinnati with uh, uh, a short week on 
on deck in Baltimore on Thursday Night Football next week. Uh, this kind of has a lot of the whiffs of let's shorten this game, let's get these guys in and out healthy, and let's focus on next week. So I think uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy test for Cincinnati, and I get why it moved across the seven here to six and a half without Chase, but uh, I think the under is a stronger angle, and hopefully I'm not outsmarting myself here, and I shouldn't have just backed Houston and called it a day. But uh, under for me in uh, Houston uh um at uh, Cincinnati and then uh, I played Seattle minus the 6 I think this is a pretty uh out you know outrageously advantageous bounce back spot for Seattle where Washington doesn't have the talent on defense to match up with them in the way that brings out the worst in Geno Smith and I think Seattle can ratchet up the pressure and really kind of uh make life uncomfortable for S- uh Sam Howell on the road uh Seattle I think uh, wins by margin and that's kind of the team that I think they are they're going to lose to the good teams on their schedule and they're going to throttle the bad ones um, so yeah, that, that number's already gone up to six and a half at BetMGM. Ken and I will touch on that as we move forward in the show. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Monday. We are talking all things sports betting with our pal Drew Dinsick, the whale capper. He is on Twitter at whale underscore capper, betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. Well, we'll keep this a little open-ended here. You gave us a bet for Monday Night Football. You gave us your favorite early look for Week 10 in the National Football League. Like maybe like to end the interview, we'll get your favorite like, game bet for tonight in the association. But what stands out for you right now? Now, any big picture betting takeaways a couple weeks into the NBA season? Well, there are, I mean, as expected, there are two elite teams in the NBA with the um, Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets, in my opinion. Um, with Harden entering the picture, he's obviously he's playing first game for the Clippers tonight. Um, I make the Clippers the number two team on paper. Um, in the West, I think that uh, it's probably a little bit of a toss-up between them and the Golden State Warriors, but I think some of the signal you're getting from Chris Paul this early in the season is going to have, I, I just, let's be patient and see how this ultimately, you know, kind of grows as, as far as a unit here. Um, and, you know, I, I, it's a it's a little bit of a tip-off, to, you know, it's a little bit of a, a, a toss-up there between Clippers and Warriors, the second best in the West, but uh, they both are well behind uh, the Nuggets, so uh nuggets just absolutely just destroying some of the key metrics i'm tracking especially early in these games when they're when they're uh you know front when they're uh uh, starting five is on the floor to start these games it's just this unbelievably efficient unit same with boston um and uh i think basically the rest of the nba is you know kind of any given night can lose uh there's no one that's really like especially you know, unimpressive outside of the Grizzlies who finally get their first win against the Trailblazers. Um, I think uh, following along uh, as the market is trying to adjust to the Warriors being an under team is a lot of fun. I'm not sure if you guys have been capitalizing on Warriors unders, but that's been uh, a mispriced bet in the market through a handful of games here. So uh, those are sort of the key angles is just sort of getting in, you know, Get looking for opportunities to get a cheap price on um, uh, Nuggets and Celtics early in games, like first quarter bets, first half bets, stuff like that, and then uh, Warriors unders. Otherwise, it's been uh, pretty late for me in the association. Well, we got 20 seconds here for this. Your favorite bet for tonight in the NBA is what and why? So I only have one, and it is one we just mentioned. It's Nuggets first quarter. Um, and again, like, Pelicans, okay, fine. Uh, This is kind of the sweet spot, though. Like the full game, right now, the full game side is six. Uh, I make the first quarter pretty dang close to six. <laughs> like that's kind of the way that this team is rostered to be able to take advantage of the Pelicans. Uh, so this is, um, you know, right now currently sitting at two. 
uh, I think that's uh, probably the best bet on the board. And then, you know, just in general, uh, unless they're on the road uh, and they're up against a team that has like impressive bigs like the uh, the Timberwolves, uh, other, other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much auto-firing uh, Nug's first quarter. Well, awesome stuff, man. We love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate it, as always. Encourage everyone to follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper, betting analyst for our friends at NBC Sports and co-host of the Deep Dive podcast. My friend, we appreciate it. Hope you had a great weekend, by the way, at Santa Anita. Stay well, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, absolutely, man. It was uh, incredible, incredible, beautiful scenes, great races. Best of luck, and uh, appreciate you guys as always. Incredible scenes, great, great races. Great Talk to you later. Yeah, yeah right. he does have a great life. What was, what was the owl call from the end of the Thursday game? Like, like cra- crazy things? Not this time. Not tonight. Not not tonight. Not tonight. Crazy not stuff. Tonight. Not this time. Crazy <laughs> stuff. Not the like, crazy think stuff. About that. Not this time. Yeah. Like, all right, ready? Like, okay, you're calling the end of an NFL game. Think of five random words to string together. Great, crazy <laughs> stuff. Not this time. What? Meatball window. You know, table, lamp, shade. <laughs> That's like great. <laughs> College hoops, gone too far. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. We'll, we'll find out about this Oregon-Georgia game coming up a little later. Uh, Lockmas is coming up next segment. Ken's going to tell you how to bet national championship right now in college football, where Michigan remains the favorite despite the fact they fired Connor Stallions. But on the other side, we'll continue our handicap also of Week 10 in the National Football League. But the Falcons and the Cardinals in the desert. Kyler Murray going to be back? Cardinals getting bet? We'll talk about that. We'll get to the Cowboys and my pathetic G-Man as well to wrap up hour number three. Next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. (laughs) On the BetQL Network. Murray. Stepping up. Going to run for it. Going to make the end zone for the touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Greg Gumbel on the call. I don't know. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. We haven't seen Kyler Murray in a while. It wasn't this year. Uh, Kyler, probably going to be back on Sunday for the Arizona Cardinals. Jonathan Gannon added, in a, and I, I had this note in earlier in the show, that if Kyler, that Kyler was going to practice with the starters, and if all goes well, he was going to start on Sunday. And I added that, you know, they have to activate him this week or else he's not going to play this season. Like, the activation date is, is closing after this week. Uh, Gannon later added, and over the course of that press conference, they are going to activate him later in the week. So he's going to be activated to the roster, which I think this is a formality that he'll start on Sunday, assuming he doesn't get hurt. So Kyler, extremely likely to play on Sunday. We'll talk about the Cardinals-Falcons game and the Giants-Cowboys in a moment. But I want to remind our audience watching us on Stadium right now, this is our final segment for the day on Stadium. If you want to check out the final hour of the show, I would highly encourage you to do so because we're going to give you analysis and bets for hockey, the NBA, college hoops, and of course, side total and thy royal prop king for the Jets and the Chargers. So at the at the conclusion of this segment, flip on over to twitch.tv backslash betql and we've got you covered with the final hour, the power hour of the program. But for now, Jake, bring the music back up, please, and let's talk some more games for Week 10. And uh, the Cardinals are still getting bet right now, Ken, at least at BetMGM, where yep. Atlanta was a two-and-a-half point. I'll, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll hand the baton to you, and I'll just I'll just say that earlier today, Atlanta was a two-and-a-half point road favorite, and the total in the game was 41-and-a-half. Where do we stand right now with Jonathan Gannon's announcement that Kyler's likely to start? I think the Cardinals are almost certainly going to close a favorite in the game. Uh, the consensus number in the market right now is pick and pick 110 each way. Um, 
So that's where we're going. Uh, the total has gone up from 41 and a half to about 43, 43 and a half in the market. So that announcement has caused some very obvious side and total movement, exactly what you would expect given the announcement that, and, and remember like the previous data point, a team is going from Clayton Toon, who played a non-competitive like fake game yesterday, where like they might as well have just not showed up to Kyler Murray. I think everybody thinks it's pretty good and is at least making enough money that ever that he probably should be pretty good. So that it's not even just like that it's Kyler back. It's like Kyler back instead of, you know, like preseason type stuff or something. So that's that's causing a pretty big move in the market. Uh, so to answer your question, pick and 43 and a half. And I don't think we're done moving either. I think the formal announcement that he's starting makes the Cardinals a favorite in the game. Uh, and that's great. Uh, I am dying to bet Atlanta at that point. Can't wait to bet Atlanta when that happens again. Did a team give you an extreme outcome from the week before? Is that game, they lost to a quarterback who didn't know the plays. Everyone hates the coach. Find, you will find no one on social media right now who likes Arthur Smith. Everyone thinks he's a bozo. Nick's thought he was a bozo for a long time, but now everyone's catching up. And now that everyone's caught up, now's the time to zag. Um, so anyway, uh, are we are we sure that in game one, Kyler's gonna like, just like roll everybody and this is gonna go great? One of my favorite kind of just like, handicapping angles generally in all sports is fade the team on the first game back for a guy nba it's just like a remarkable angle like oh guys make it his return from injury like here we go like eh, actually like they might just take him like two weeks to get back into into shape and to actually get rolling and over the course of the season like a player returning always helps the team over the course of a season there's like no argument against that like kyler murray starting games for a long time instead of clayton toon will add up to something at the end but in one game and it's the first game it does not have to add up to anything and the market's expecting it's going to add up to a lot like, that's the other thing. It's not just guys back, that's it, make the bet. It's like guys back, and that's causing crazy stuff to go on with the pricing of the game, where the team that's going to get the number one pick is going to close a favorite. Like, great. Great. And nobody wants the other team, and everyone thinks the other team sucks, and nobody likes the coach, and the market is moving hard on all of that stuff, mostly Kyler, but also I think like a general like disapproval of the Falcons uh, away from them and toward Arizona, and I can't wait to bet Atlanta, and I'm going to wait to do it. Ah. Uh... I hate that you're right about that. Let, I also like, well, James Conner is also going to get activated probably later in the week. Right, that that may waiting. also give you like a little bum. Yeah. Like, what what do you think? What do you think it's going to close? Assuming Cardinal assuming that like, wow. Honestly, like maybe it's already like, pick. They haven't like, even announced anything is, yet. It's already pick. Is yeah. is Atlanta like the banger teaser of the millennium? No, I'm just. I want. I think they're going to win. I'm just going to bet them to win. And, and Heineke is starting another week, which I think makes you yep. feel better about Atlanta winning the game. Arthur Smith announcing that, that Heineke is going to play. Uh, I, I can't disagree with anything you said. The thought of betting on Atlanta absolutely makes me sick. I think I need to take like a little bit of time to, like, to get myself to the point where I'm ready to click the button because how can you disagree with what you just said? Uh, so I want a little more time to think about it, but look, I think you're right. And that's what's going to happen, and we'll probably have to bet Atlanta. I'm getting queasy just thinking about it. I think we probably no, move on past this game we're, now, right? We're way good here. I actually think we're just way good here. I really do. I, I, like, I like can't wait to bet Atlanta. And I hate Atlanta. I think they stink. I can't yeah. wait to bet them right now. At these, at what the yeah, prices it's... we're going to get, it's yeah. going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Like, like, you're, like you're, you're not Cincy wrong. was cooked and still went off three against Arizona on the road. Atlanta's going to be plus two. Yeah. That's going to happen. And people will be like, no, Cincy has Joe Burrow. They were really good. Well, go back and ask yourself what you thought of Cincy going into that game. Because we had a lot of people on the show, and nobody was nobody was saying Cincy. Nobody was saying that. Everybody was saying they were done. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Like, that's what everybody was saying. They still went off three on the road in that game. Like, yeah. And now it's Kyler. 
again, I will go back to first game back, market, just my opinion, first game back in like all sports, market tends to completely overrate the value of that player. I just, I'd like to, just like to add, I did bet, I bet Cincinnati in that game against Arizona. Yeah. Me. Me. Yeah. It was me. I was the only one. That was, (laughs) that was the, that was Jamar Chase climbing the rungs for me. That's the that's best, exactly, that's the best ladder I've had exactly all season. That's right. Because Cooper Cup finished with 149. Uh, yeah. Tyler wasn't on the show yesterday, by the way. It was his first day off again since Obama was in office. I, I Tyler, I sang uh, Mac Miller Ladders. That's what I think that might be my bit now moving forward for climbing the ladder. Uh, anyway, you better you bet with Nick and Ken. We'll get to Lockmas coming up in a couple of moments. But first, Cowboys and the Giants coming over tonight in America's Game of the Week with Tommy DeVito likely to start. Uh, Daniel Jones torn ACL done for the year. Tyrod Taylor, uncertain to play again this season. I, 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 it's not a New York show. I just, I don't understand how, like, DeVito's the backup yesterday. Unless, like, they're trying to lose. I just, I, there's so much wrong with all of this. It doesn't matter. Uh, Dallas right now is a 16-and-a-half point favorite against the Giants. With Tommy DeVito likely to start. No Jones, no Tyrod Taylor. Who the backup? Jake Fromm? <laughs> What's going to happen here? The total's 38-and-a-half. Uh, I bet Dallas 15-and-a-half last night. I think 16 and a half is still good. I don't understand how this point this point spread needs to be 17. It has to be. The Giants aren't going to score in the game against the Dallas defense with Tommy DeVito starting. Uh, sorry, maybe you disagree, and maybe the Giants win the game. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't even think the game's going to be competitive. Uh, I think Dallas is good all the way up until 17. Uh, your thoughts, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Cowboys and Giants? So I think if everyone's being like, oh man, he's about to come on and say Giants because like we're using that philosophy again. And like the Giants got smoked yesterday. Use that word again against the Raiders because they were smoking cigars. They lost really badly and nobody wants them. To be fair, Dallas lost too. Um, so it's not like it's, you know, you got two teams with opposite data points. I will say there's like an exception. Like I don't, I don't use this in every single game. I just, I like to say like, I think it's helpful with the NFL because it's such a week to week league to, to think about games this way. But there was a game last week that had this kind of the same dynamic and I was like, look, I, you know, maybe, maybe this team, but like, I'm not betting it just because like, I don't like the number and I don't like the situation. And that was the Cleveland, Arizona game yesterday. We're like, okay, like backup. Okay. Backup quarterback. What? Number gets bet out. What? Clayton Toon's going to be the starter. What? They traded Josh Tommy, Dobbs. T- okay. Tommy, Deve- so Tommy that, DeVito's yeah. <laughs> going to start for the Giants the rest of the year. What? what? But you get Caleb Williams. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But you wanted to take a quarterback, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, this is uh, when you have like the the quit team, like the late season give up tank team. That was Arizona yesterday. That's the Giants in this game. Like I, you, I'm not gonna get contrarian. We can get contrarian in NFL late season bad team games. You'd be broke. Like I mean, like it's just that's just not that's not how this goes. Um, oh, did we mention the Cowboys also beat them like forty to nothing in Week One and like are gonna you know absolutely ransack. DeVito behind the line of scrimmage. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what the number is supposed to be. I don't, where's it going to go? I don't know, up more because it probably should or something. I don't know. It's like a, but it's like a fake game number almost at this point. This is like a, that UConn's about to start in 40 minutes in college basketball and they got bet like 25 to 28 or something in, in basketball. And I'm just like, why? Because at 24, they're putting in some guy I've never heard of, and he's going to hit a couple. Like, it just gets really weird at that point in that state of the game where you're like, I don't know. Like, is there a difference between 15 and 30 in a college basketball game? It's like fake final four minutes. 
maybe this game ends up kind of being the same thing and that's how that would be how the giants cover the number get it to the last five minutes the game is not in doubt and the cowboys like foot off the gas and the giants can actually backdoor or just like organically lose by 14 or 16 or something but i nothing i got nothing going on here and if i had to bet the game i I think i'd be with you and lay dallas Uh, also like the totals 38 and a half like the the, is dallas gonna score 39 points i i like the under well, the Giants and the under are have to be correlated. They're not scoring. Well, yeah, so, yeah, so like Yeah. It's basically know, like can the can the Giants lose like 17-3 and cover the spread? Get a special teams touchdown. Yeah, like do so, you know, get a special teams touchdown, kick they a field goal. They can score a defensive touchdown for like yeah. that could happen. They could score a Dak, defensive yeah. touchdown. Dak can always give you a defensive touchdown every game. So yeah, I, I'm with I'm with you on that. I just I don't know like what like what is the angle here? I guess it's that I guess it's that the Cowboys bully teams like this and win 100 to nothing. I guess that's the angle, honestly. And so that's why I know that's why you like Dallas. And I, I think you're right. But like, it's it's already six. Like the, the idea that the Giants are somehow like overvalued in this game. And that's why Dallas is valuable. Like everybody saw what happened yesterday. And like, this is what it is. I think this is like close to about what it's supposed to be. But I definitely don't blame you for betting Dallas. Do you want to do Lockman's quickly? Yeah. Um, but I forgot what I was going to do. Uh, I have the yeah. national title market. Do you want me to read it? Yeah, why don't you read the prices? I'm not going to be able to remember right. it, but I'll do it. I'll do it like All a right. minute. Michigan plus 225, Georgia plus 250, Florida State 6, Ohio State and Bama 7, Oregon 10, Washington 12. Yeah, I think I'll make up something again right now. I think we're at the point with Michigan where if you think they're going to win the national championship, it's like literally like three-team open parlay, Big Ten title, money line college football playoff semi money line title money line and it probably pays better we're like getting really close to that point now you might be like well what about the ohio state game or the penn state game they can lose one and maybe still make the playoff they need a lot of things to go their way for that to happen but like it's not a one-to-one correlation so you can't include those games as part of it uh also they're getting bet against against penn state which i think is honestly like amusing i'm just going to be honest like i think there's a massive difference between those two teams it's a noon game and michigan's getting like penn state's getting bet down to michigan's three and a half on the road no way penn state can't score like what what are people talking i don't know i love michigan in that game and i think they're gonna win the title but you're better off like finding other ways to play it right now the price is so low there you go you want to check you want to check out the final hour of the show the power hour all our bets for tonight head on over right now twitch.tv backslash betql the power hour coming up next okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.